Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hombres and mujeres, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. My apologies for uh, that interruption, but I want to let you guys know about this cinematic adventure my buddy's going to take us on. His name is James Carroll, and oh man, he's a good friend of mine and also a business partner. And we got some things in store coming up for you guys. Now, they're in the background right now making fun of me because I'm trying to make this introduction light, sweet, simple for this episode on Practice Perspective Podcast. But you know how dudes will be dudes, guys will be guys, with the belligerence and the testosterone and the gay gestures right behind me over my left shoulder. They're my friends. And sometimes I question that. But anyways, check it out. Let me know what you think and enjoy. Did you get that one? We're on air right now. Welcome to Practice Perspective wow. Podcast. I'm on air, and on the, air. the air is in me. The air is in you, and it is on. Yeah, it's everywhere. You got a little bit of coffee. Yeah, that was Stimulate good. Stimulate the brain. Yep. Paid, I finished mine. Paid for it. Yeah. So, I guess uh, give people a little synopsis. Um, we have here in Practice Perspective Podcast is James Carroll. Hello. Hello. This is my voice. Exclusive to me. Exclusive. Exclusive. One and only. Yes, and I'm here with Mr. Showalter. Yes, yes. Good man, good man. One of those people that uh, sparkles, sends little sparkles oh, in your eyeballs. Oh, come on, nah, nah, you don't gotta say nothing like that. No, but they, uh, people like that are few and far between. They make you feel good. You look forward to seeing them. Um, they make you remember that you're alive. Lots of good things. Um, encourage your artistic per- pursuits, if those are what you're pursuing. Um, an enhancer. An enhancer yeah. of life in general. Well, so. I mean, I gotta say, uh, it's an honor <laughs> to have you here, here in this perspective podcast, because you've done a lot of work and you're very well known for cinematography. Yes. You have a very keen eye on capturing beauty, because it's not just a picture, it's not just capturing. Like you, you have precision, and I've seen that. And of course, all of uh, the work that you guys done with you know flesh films and and previous projects that you guys done. Mm-hmm. But I guess for the people that don't know, we kind of give them a little brief intro that you work with uh, cinematography and camera work. Mm-hmm. But can you tell us how and why and what caused you to go in that direction with life with film? Yeah, um, I guess it's like with anything um you kind of can look back and be like not knowing exactly where the path has led you but all that you know is that you're here um it it is kind of like that I find myself here and I uh I love showing things I love showing the world I love um showing different perspectives and having that be uh captured in however I want to do it um so that kind of control over what you want to show has been um, kind of an obsession um, for a while. Um, Just you see something in the world and you see it and you know it's beautiful and you want to capture it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really easy for people nowadays to just go around and capture things with their phone or, or, you know, things like that. And, And if you can put your own kind of style or spin or whatever perspective into it and perspective yeah (laughs) perspective it's all about perspective but yeah yeah, if if you can put your own um kind of meaning behind something that is already existing I think that's a lot of um I don't know there there can be a lot of creativity in that if you oh yeah definitely if you choose that but yeah I've been uh doing photography for uh, since high school, I think I think um, I started messing around with uh, with other cameras that I don't even have in camera, and I was messing with um, a buddy's uh, camcorder. They were doing they were doing uh, YouTube shorts, and I would never know. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to um, how to just be myself or how to be a character. I, I would always break up in laughter, and I couldn't yeah. hold I couldn't hold the joke. It's totally just like not what you're used to. No, at the time. no, no yeah. I'd, I would just be sh- shattered and yeah, crushed <laughs> and just laughing, and I couldn't hold it. So I was always, always, always the one behind uh, 
behind the camera. Yeah. Um, so then I started liking it more and more and got my own camera and um, just kept doing it. And it's definitely become a passion and something that is almost like meditative to to me to to capture and to share. And it's it's addicting too. It's very addicting. You wanna oh, yeah, um, you wanna show people yeah. you know the world and um, yeah, going different places, uh, having that power is really cool. Um, so yeah, high, high school was where you uh, that's where you found you got a, uh, acquainted with the camera and oh man this is cool like, yeah all the, the work was the cameras of film and photography mm-hmm. yeah and then um, where'd you go to high school at? I went to Mountain Point High School yeah. oh shit me Mountain too Point. yes <laughs> yeah I didn't know you in high school no we did um, not we met later yeah I'm not gonna lie though I didn't know of you like, you always, you were in wrestling, so mm-hmm. you had your gym bag, and you just walk with your chest out with confidence. Yeah. I'm like, look at this <laughs> motherfucker with more confidence than me walking in the hall with his chest <laughs> out. Like just, uh, you, you did have, like, a, you had, you had a pretty dominant um, persona to you. Yeah, it's but weird. Yeah, it was weird, though. Like, I've always noticed, recognize people, and you never think you'd be, like, friends with them or be, you know, an associate or get mm-hmm. close to them to, like, later on. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. There's something significant about you, and have you ever had that? You know um, I, mean? I yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's kind of hard for me to imagine myself like that, like being yeah. like the like yeah, like cool guy or swagger or whatever. Yeah, like well, because I was a new guy too. Yeah. I'm always moving gotcha. around. So from Cesar yeah. Chavez, right on to Mountain Point, and then definitely a lot more white people in Mountain Point than I was <laughs> in Cesar Chavez. Yeah, all these and, gringos uh, hanging out. Oh like, yeah, what's going on? But I mean, it was cool, man. It was good, good school, and yeah, that's where I first knew of you. Yeah, yeah, I, that happens all the time. Um, I'll uh, I'll see people and be like, oh man, that's crazy. Like I would never picture myself being friends with them. And then you end yeah. up talking to them, or you end up being in a in another place, and you're like, hey, aren't you from this or this or that? I met you at a coffee shop or something like that. Um, so that's always cool to yeah. know people behind what you initially think of them. Yeah. Like behind that, because there's always that like a cloud judgment. or a mask or a judgment. Yeah, yeah. You always you always create it, but it's also created by what they have yeah to give you yeah, like they're presenting themselves they're yeah body language and how yeah yeah so it, it, it is oh, a yeah. relationship but yeah it's always so weird kind of unraveling people yeah. you know good stuff right on so you're um, born and raised here in Phoenix, Phoenix no Phoenix? no I was uh, born in Albuquerque New Mexico what Albuquerque yeah. New Mexico yes yeah I'm uh, enchanted when I first had like my great road trip from the east coast to the west coast, and yeah. driving through New Mexico, and it said that the what is it the, the land, enchanted land? land of the enchanted land of the enchanted. I was like, what? Yeah, that's pretty cool for a state motto. Like, yeah. But dang, I didn't know that. So yeah. I'm, I'm Mexico. a nuclear baby, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, really strange. I read a book called Crank that was based on a. <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico, a whole bunch of meth heads out, out there. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that true, or is that just... I wouldn't know. You were know? just wa- born there. You weren't raised there? No, I watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what I know about yeah. Albuquerque. I mean, no, I, I think have, that's what everybody kind of... Yeah, I know. First, I, I have no idea. Judgment. No, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it's pretty. I went to... Uh, last No, two years ago, I went there for a, for a ball game for ASU. We were... Um, we went to Las Cruces, and there's mm-hmm. a mountain right there. It's in winter. It's really pretty. Oh, but, nice. man, I haven't been to Albuquerque in a long time, actually. Yeah. yeah. So weird. when did you move? When did you come over here from Albuquerque? Um, we moved, uh, I think I was like four years old or something. Yeah. I, I was only four years old. So the my memories are always uh, from here. The earliest memory I have living is uh, this apartment on Chandler and I think... McClintock or Rural or something like that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was in an apartment, and then we moved into a house, um, and our house was actually right across the street from the middle school and the uh, elementary school, so you'd walk through a green belt, and then you were basically at the uh, elementary school, and then a little further down was the oh, middle school. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. <laughs> I think it was a really nice upbringing, um, like just... Oh, yeah, uh, Chandler, Albuquerque area, that was yeah. very nice place. Yeah, you like, wouldn't... You wouldn't think about it at the time, but you like kind of, you kind of look around and grow up, and you're like, oh shoot, I had it pretty good. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Dang. So. Well, I remember just recalling from our great trip to the Redwood Forest and stopping over in 
yeah. San Francisco, uh, and that's where your parents were at, in, uh, yeah. in San Francisco, huh? or yeah. not San Francisco, but... San Jose. San Jose, yeah. Yeah, um, my so, dad... yeah, how did that happen? So yeah, my... Albuquerque to... No, he, he grew up in uh, Cupertino. Okay. So that's, like, another one of those miniature suburbs of San Jose area. Um, so he grew up in Cupertino. Um, then they moved from there to... Uh, I don't know. They moved around. They were in that area. They were in the Bay Area. And then they moved to Albuquerque and then to Phoenix. And then my dad decided... Uh, a couple years ago to move back to um, California and the whole time uh, he was working at Intel Mm -hmm. so you know there was Intel lab in uh, Albuquerque and then there was one here for a long time and still here and he just went back and yeah well it makes sense to go back there yeah yeah following the work yeah Yeah. it's cool he's uh, now he gets to hang out with all of his um his old buddies, uh, some from high school, like oh, nice. years and years and years ago. Oh man, that must be nice, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like us if we were to be buddies, like what, like twenty years later or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be it'd be like twenty years later for yeah, us. He must be loving that, huh? Yeah, he's loving it, man. They have crazy stories. It's that it's like a weird bond when you like when you see your parent with their like really child good childhood mm, friends you yeah. see them with that so before it, they got all like, professional business yeah like, so so they'll yeah they'll <laughs> always sink back into that like kind of like uh childlike humor or yeah. like you know like when somebody knows a secret yeah. you know and they just have that smile or that energy yeah, they're like oh. yeah you're like that, yeah. they know something yeah. that you don't know and it's, <laughs> and it's hilarious to them so it's kind of like that yeah, yeah. but it's, probably, it's cool really, to see that yeah it probably does really give you a good depiction of like because I know when I was younger, you just see adults like, oh, they're smarter, they know things, and mm-hmm. this and that, but when you can grow up, or like, they're still just children like us. They got yeah. their own inside jokes, or still have their own belligerency stories. <laughs> yeah, a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Dang, so, no wonder you're a traveling junkie. You've been traveling here since you were born, huh? I guess, yeah. Three states um, over here, huh? Yeah, I'd, I've just been getting into it lately, but, I mean, it's expensive. <laughs> if, if, yeah. if I could make that a living, I would just pay for somewhere to go for food yeah. and then just that's it like that would oh, be man. that would be my dream just to go places and have my food and shelter be paid for and I'm fine that's all you need man. yeah that's I would just share photos or writing or whatever like I would mm-hmm. just share other people's stories too and I wouldn't mind that entire lifestyle just surrounded by that so yeah. that would be sweet but yeah so comes, I mean yeah, traveling is expensive, but when there's a will, there's a way. Yep. Yeah, it all comes with due time and hard yeah. work, and yeah, we always have side projects we're working on, and yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully that can be arranged at some point. Yeah, right on. Well, I'm glad I got you on the podcast to practice that perspective, because yeah. you're one of the few that actually, well, I don't want to say one of the few, but like, some people are fortunate, some people are, you know, have a little bit more trouble mm-hmm. to... Just like you said, it's, it's expensive to travel, so they yeah. had that experience. But you did. So even within the States, but even better, you've gone outside the States. You yeah. To Costa Rica. Yeah, that was oh, cool. Oh, man, tell me about that. That must have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, a lot can be said about that. Um, <laughs> just like just, the main culture shock. Like, yeah, yeah, as far totally as that. It's a different world, isn't it? Yeah, I really wanted to, since I was making that trip, I didn't want to just go there for a week. I didn't just want to kind of get my toes in there and be like oh that's cool yeah, you know I wanted to stuff. yeah I wanted to dive in so I spent about three weeks there um nice, nice. and yeah I was and when I came back I was broke I, <laughs> I was barely skating by the last week of that um but yeah man I I uh, I went there no plan um because my original plans got changed dramatically yeah um I'm sure you know but uh yeah yeah stories (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so so i was supposed to go with i was supposed to go with the female Mm -hmm. and we were dating and then that ended i was really pissed um so i end up going there no plans Uh, i'm in the capital and i'm waiting in the um i forgot what it's called you you're basically a foreign citizen so you have to go through this processing but um Get your bottle I, yeah, yeah, I got my bottle <laughs> checked. They slapped on the gloves, um, Ooh, all that, yeah. no lube. Or yeah, or... yeah, it was good. No, it felt great. But uh, <laughs> but no, uh, it was cool. I got I got to meet a couple people at the airport, um, similar like-minded people. So um, it was this girl 
and she was from Colorado, and I met up with her. She was like, hey, I already have a hostel picked out in the city, so we'll just go to the hostel together, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, oh, I'll nice. stay there, yeah. So did you go there without having a place to stay? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Dang, I, so no sweet. idea. Really? Yeah, no idea. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, so, that's even more awesome. So I, <laughs> yeah, so I talked to this girl. She's like, hey, I'm going to this hostel. Just come with me. So we were outside of the so we got we went to the Cambiaru, got the exchanged in the in the money so we got the exchange in money um so i'm outside and these cabs i know they're gonna rape us with like charges i know yeah. they're gonna cost too much to get into the city because we looked it up it was like 10 miles or something it was yeah. long it was a long while yeah to to get into the city from um the airport yeah, yeah. and that's uh central costa rica like the center <laughs> i hate that all right but uh, um, yeah. So get get uh, we take a bus. We get um, we get into the city. Um, so we're riding on the bus. There's crazy craziness going on. There wasn't any chickens flying around or anything, but, <laughs> um, like I had hoped. But no, we we uh, we almost got lost like twice. Um, but on we the end bus? up well, the, there, the like, routes. Yeah, uh, there's okay. nothing secure. They're like going different roads than we thought they were going. Mm. Like all this weirdness, and yeah. I barely speak Spanish um, I understand a little bit but I, I was barely speaking trying to get myself by um, but yeah we we uh, end up getting there um, we found a place with Wi-Fi and then we're able to locate uh, where yeah, we're going Wi-Fi <laughs> wi overseas is like <laughs> gold it's crucial yeah. yeah no but uh, yeah we end up going to the hostel and um, still no plans and she was going to uh, the Caribbean side mm -hmm. so I just I just decided to go with her, and we met um, this guy from the UK at the hostel. So we teamed up. So one became two, became three, yeah. and we teamed up and went to the Caribbean. Just look at that natural just yeah. connection and just survival instincts and yeah, just we're, befriending. Yeah, and it was this um, exploration of the people there, the land, and also kind of who you are when you're traveling. So you get to learn more about yourself and how you react in situations. Um, so... Yeah, go to the Caribbean. Um, we find another hostel that looked pretty cool. It's called the Wallaba. Um, so we go to the Wallaba, and then we uh, hung out there, and they actually were going to Nicaragua. So they were going mm -hmm. to Bocas del Toro. Or no, that's Panama. So they're going to Panama. Okay. And uh, we ended up going to Panama briefly, and we, um, we came back, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go to the Pacific side now. So I'm like, oh, I'm actually going to stay here because I had met a couple of uh, some cool people, some French people that were, uh, they were studying um, abroad. And, yeah, they were, they were from France and they're studying abroad. Oh, um, nice. So they were watching over the hostel for the summer. So that's oh, school credit. Yeah, oh, nice. They're just chilling in the jungle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they, uh, so they end up um, becoming good friends with us and... Um, people from the U.S. come in and a bunch of different groups come in and out and there's all this uh, movement but they never left and we never left uh, for about a week so we were just hanging out there and became good friends and stuck around there um, so yeah that was a good experience got to know a lot Dang. of people got to know the area very well was it kind um, of natural uh, just talking to people and like seeing what their status and situation is to yeah, yeah they're better uh, you know suits your yeah, yeah. So that kind of thing is um, you're always like second guessing yourself, but yeah. you have to go through your gut on everything. Yeah. You know, like whether someone's asking you to buy like cocaine on the street or something <laughs> like that. Like you, you know, at your soul, like what you want to do and what you think is the right choice at the time. Yeah. Even if you know you're saying to yourself, "Oh man, I really want to party right now," or, <laughs> or "I really want to, yeah. I really want to go with this girl because she's very attractive." Right? Re you know, like yeah, you really yeah. want to, you really want to follow like um, your, your intuition. Huh? Yeah, you really gotta follow yourself and what you think is best. Um, yeah, I saw some of your some of your uh, pictures of um, you being over there in Costa Rica. And yeah. I think I remember seeing this. Uh, it looked like a ice cream. Parade. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I like yeah, the ice, no, cream. ice cream. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. No, the uh, parade. Like it was like a parade of. It looked like yeah, a yeah. So during a holiday. It was a huge holiday, also known as FIFA. Oh, yeah. okay. Dude, dang, what a and great this is one of the, timing, huh? Yeah, and this is one of the first times uh, Costa Rica had done so, so well. So I watched them win um, a couple games. This? Uh, this was 2000... 
Thirteen? Yeah. Oh man, I don't even know now. Um, but yeah, so they they did very very well. Um, no, it was fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, because two thousand ten was the last FIFA. So because I was on a cruise for that. Oh okay. So yeah, I, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I was watching that in the right cruise. And then, that out there. Yeah, so it's two thousand fourteen probably. And uh, nice. Yeah, so they were doing really good. Um, the first win. I watched it at, like, a cafe that was close to the Wallaba, yeah. and, you know, that was exciting. And then the Love second... The cafe? Yeah, yeah, we went nuts, because um, we'd go there to watch the U.S. play or whoever play, um, so we were digging that, and then, uh, and then let's see, yeah, with the second one, um, town went crazy, because they didn't expect it with the first one, so the second game, they're, like, not expecting that either, and everyone's oh, still wow. stoked. And then the third game... The whole town had to get down, huh? Yeah, no, they, they all got down. So the nice. third third game I watched with them, um, I was actually leaving uh, that day, or I think the next... Yeah, I was leaving the next day. So the day before, um, they did... They won again. Mm-hmm. And I think that was sending them to semifinals or something. Like So they, they had just, you know, blew the lid on their expectations. So they were, like, going crazy. And I was in the capital for that. So wow. that was the most exciting... Because um, it went from, you know, being in a cafe, a small cafe outside, and then being in the capital of that uh, region, um, and then being in the capital of Costa Rica. So I went, I kind of like did step ups every time they won a game. Um, nice. And not on purpose that's, either. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Chance always happens to you when you let it. So, so you just having a good time, you just progressed from game to game to place to place. Yeah, yeah. And man, I bet you weren't even thinking about that girl anymore, huh? No, no. And you know what's crazy? Didn't think about it. Well, of course you think about it, but it's not at the forefront of yeah. your mind. Yeah, kind of still lingers in the back of your mind. Yeah, you're always. Still need time. You're yeah, of... when you're falling asleep, you're like, oh, man. You always think about things like that. But, uh, yeah, so so I didn't think about it too much the entire time. Leaving, right? So I'm leaving, and um, a whole bunch of trouble when I'm leaving. I uh, My bag was packed too much. So with Frontier, you can't have, like, a huge bag or, you know, whatever. You have to pay for your bags if you want um, extra. Because you, you have one personal bag, and then you have to pay for carry-on. Mm, you don't even okay. get two bags. Yeah. So with Frontier, I had to crush my <laughs> bag size because it was carry-on size. So I had to crush yeah. it into a personal bag size, which was impossible because I had one of those travel bags, and it was yeah. huge. So I took out towels, I threw away towels, I threw away yeah, white t-shirts, I, take that I threw away a pair of pants. Yeah, no, no coconuts. No, no coconuts, uh, no Costa Rican treasures. I, I have a couple treasures. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, uh, I definitely crushed that, and I didn't know there was an exit fee. So I had to uh, message, actually, Alex. I had messaged Alex, and I was like, hey, man. I need you to do me a song. <laughs> I'm not getting out of Costa Rica. Oh, man. You send... stuck in Costa Rica. Yeah. Man. Fuck, man. It was tough. I told... I'm telling you, man. But... How exciting. Uh, yeah, so I paid for... Very stressful, but exciting at the same time. Yeah. Or is that what it? Yeah, I was tearing up. And as, <laughs> as I was... As the lady took great pity on me at the counter, she's looking across, and she took great pity on me. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm fine. Yeah? So, yeah, I turn around, right? And I'm turning around at the airport, and then... You know, the girl's right there. Oh, wow. Totally, like, I was like, oh, shit. And I was so surprised I didn't have any time to just walk away or just, like, say something really smart and edgy yeah. and be like, yeah. <laughs> Shows you, right? Like, How to get time to Costa Rica without Yeah. Even, yeah. So I, I didn't have time to react. And when I get into those situations, I just, I just kind of melt. So I was just like, oh, hey. Uh, you know, like... <laughs> Like, what it's do you kinda, say? Yeah, you were, didn't expect her to, you know. Yeah, a little bit of small talk, and then I just walked away. As I couldn't take it. I was like, oh, fuck. I, <laughs> I'm just out of here. I'm too emotional right now. Yeah. So I, I walk away, and we're waiting at the airport for hours, and I get a... I'm trying to avoid her, because we have the same gate. Really, you know, we're yeah. leaving on the same flight. Yeah. Like, jeez, man. Did you have the same flight with her over there? No. No, she was... Back. Yeah, she was uh, in Honduras, and then she... Uh, met me she was supposed to meet me in Costa Rica but um, yeah so I we had the same flight out because yeah. um, we had arranged that before um, so yeah I'm, I'm avoiding her in the airport our flight isn't for a couple of hours and yeah it was, it was really weird um, 
and then I got a message on my phone. I got an email. She was like trying to like talk to me and say mm-hmm. like, "Hey, what's up? You know, can we talk? Like, are you still pissing me?" Kind of a thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, right. <laughs> some, some Craig stuff. <laughs> I'm not in the Mile High Club. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it was. I don't know. I I kind of gave in, and I don't like to hold grudges. Yeah, and, yeah, no, that's good. And so I I saw her and. Um, I let her borrow one of my two Mexican blankets so she could sleep comfortable on the plane. So I kind of gave in, yeah. things already. Yeah, <laughs> being, trying to be a nice guy for no reason. No reason. Yeah, Just but, um, so. yeah, that was that was really strange, man. <laughs> I got my blanket back after the flight, yeah. back home, and You're I wanted to... You're not going to forget that blanket, huh? Yeah, fuck <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> Those oh, no. those saved me in Costa Rica, man. Yeah. They'll save me anytime, dude. I yeah, I remember those. you brought it to the River Forest. Yeah. Your Mexican blankets. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They, I'm Mexican, uh, and I don't have any Mexican blankets. They need some. Yeah. You really uh, put them to use, like how they should be. Yeah, they, they solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, but keep yeah. warm, keep comfy. Yeah, I love those things, dude. And they're not too pricey. I got one of them for like $15 at like at a gas station in, in Mesa. Oh, yeah? Really random. The most <laughs> random Mexican blanket purchase I've <laughs> ever had. Yeah, but you're putting it to good use now, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, man. So Costa Rica sounds awesome, man. That's it awesome. is. Yeah. I want to awesome. I wanna go there again, and I want to uh, go to the Pacific side this time. Yeah. Because I was on the Caribbean side the Caribbean. whole time. Yeah. So I had... I mean, it was. there's great things about it. Like, you come out of the bar at night, and um, in there, there's these giant food trucks. Well, they're not giant, but they're... I was thinking of the um, the smoke that mm. when they cook, it's yeah. just huge. Like, it's very prominent. Yeah, so you walk out, so you walk outside, and there's this wall of smoke, and we all just kind of stagger off to it. And um, nice. <clears throat> yeah, it was like um, what was it? It's like a thousand colones, which is like two bucks for uh, for this like kebab of just pure meat, chunks of meat. Yeah. And it was uh, like sweet it's kind of like barbecue it's like sweet but like really really spicy oh, wow. so you're just like chowing that, that down when you're like uh, coming out of the bars and you're all drunk and stuff so you're just like <laughs> rah, rah, rah. so very delicious yeah right a couple, in there. yeah a couple thousand colones later you're like alright I'm good <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, there's did a lot you, of good uh, things does the food kind of mess with your digestive system um not not any of the food I'd say more of the more of the drinks man yeah, yeah. Yeah, that got me. And at the time, there was a huge dengue virus going around. So everybody was getting sick from the dengue and the fever. And they're, um, it starts off with uh, just, like, a general, like, fever. And then you're, uh, th- they were saying, like, their limbs started aching. Mm-hmm. And then you get really sick and you get, like, the churros. You get the, yeah. you get the farting and shitting yeah. everywhere. Down there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so every, everyone was destroyed for a little bit. No, but um, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad, man. Really, yeah, really cheap good. drinks, uh, good food. Um, I, it's so weird. They, the French people, they, I was assuming that they had had burritos before when they were down there, right? Yeah. They had never had a burrito. No? Yeah, and I was like, what the heck? Because I made a burrito. I had, I got rice from the store, I got beans, and I got, uh, we didn't have any cheese. Cheese is like kind of rare. Over there, but, in yeah, yeah. I well, it's it's cheese. not rare. It's like one of the. It's like if you see a Hershey bar, it's gonna be like ten bucks, oh, you know, okay. yeah. versus like the local um, candy or something. But it's kind of like an import or yeah, like toothpaste and that's all expensive deodorant. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. But um, yeah. So I got all these supplies to to make a burrito oh, and. Yeah, and I had, it was funny, I was like, oh, it's a burrito, like, I, I was like, oh, like, duh, like, they had never had one, and it never occurred to me, um, but yeah, so I started making them, and they're all thankful, and then, um, I remember halfway through, I whipped out this meat, and I was dethawing the meat, and they were looking at it, they are like, do you know what kind of meat that is? And I'm like, no, I thought it was, like, beef or something, and they're yeah. like, no, that's, uh, what was it? It was like squid or something, it was like little chunks of squid, and what? I had no idea, I thought it was beef. <laughs> Yeah, so did, did you get it like at some weird uh, store down like some Yeah, there was meat? a there's a very small store like a little tienda a like, Yeah, like a little no, there was not a car. No, no there's something like that. There was a a guy that would walk around in the mornings mm. um, and he would always be yelling mm. like patties, patties. <laughs> like you get these hamburger patties and they're already made like spicy and they're already like ready good to go. Mysterious meat, you know. 
No, I trusted the <laughs> patty man way more than I trusted the tienda. Like the, because it was in the freezer. You're like getting, you're yeah, picking yeah. out of the freezer. You're like, oh shit, I don't know what this is, how long it's been here. Like, so that was way it's more good sketchy. Things anyway. Yeah. <laughs> now they had a couple burger shops. Um, they had a couple uh, pizza places. They uh, they had Thai food there. Um, and this was all in uh, was it. It's not Chiquita, because the Walaba was at uh, Playa Chiquita, um, and that's like a little, um, like beach town. Mm-hmm. And the main city was uh, like, like a mile or two miles down the road. I forgot what it was called, but it was um, over there by. Uh, it's like south east of Limon, which is like a big city um, for the Caribbean side. Mm-hmm. It's actually the most dangerous part. When I was talking to the girl I was supposed to go with, um, my girlfriend, I was talking to her. I was like, we're not going to the Caribbean side at all. Because <laughs> it's dangerous, <laughs> sounds sketchy. I don't want to do that. I want to be in the rainforest and the jungle. Like, I want to be, like, in the cloud forest and yeah. and all that. So I wasn't even planning on going over there in the first place. And then I was like, wait, that's the opposite side of where she's going to go. And I'm following this girl, <laughs> like, you know, from Colorado, the dancer. I was like going with her so I was like oh might as well just go with her to the Caribbean side yeah um, but yeah I forgot what that capital is called um, yeah there's a really cool bar I'll never forget this bar um, it was on the it was on the beach like right on the beach probably like like a good 30 feet like the end of the oh, dance nice. floor was um, sand so mm-hmm. it went from wood to sand and um, in the sand there was all these tables so we would always um, get like a handle the group of us we'd get like a handle of something and then we'd drink it on the tables and then go back inside to the club and dance and then order beers from those guys and all that <laughs> yeah so um, like I was saying um, yeah we'd order beers from those guys and uh, and just dance and then after that um, that was the at the lazy moan so lazy the and then M-O-N beach bar. Yeah. yeah. So there's the Lazy Moan, and then we would go to uh, the Mango Club, and then there was, uh, yeah, there's a couple other clubs. When you were, uh, you know, just socializing, dancing, drinking, did you see anything different from, like, what you see here in the States? Like, how they, of course, yeah, they're speaking different language, mm-hmm. different gestures, but, like, I don't know, just kind of like the vibe and the feeling of just yeah. being in a different foreign place, seeing them having a good time. Mm-hmm. I think um, what is the difference I think the there's both differences and there's also similarities the differences would be um, everybody has the feeling that they're in this place to kind of unwind you mm-hmm. know and a lot of tourists and a lot of people go there to, to escape or to have fun and to have new experiences and all that yeah. so there's this vibe of you know being yourself or just kind of more free there's this freedom but then there's also the similar feelings where you you go out and let's say the not everyone's going crazy, the vibe is kind of low-key. Yeah. It takes a few people or it takes that the right song to get everybody uplifted and to like kind of come out of their shell. Yeah. You know? So it takes a, a few people um, with that energy to bring that out in other people. Yeah. Or it takes a lot of alcohol. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, so either either of those mixtures will do. Um, but yeah, later in the night it would get a little crazy. Yeah, so yeah. it would the music would get from go from uh, a DJ early on, and everybody would be like, yeah, it's DJ music, whatever. And then the, they would bring the bands in, and so the the bands would be either a local singer or a performer, um, or they had some nights we would have um, audition audition people, so or right. not auditions, but like uh, volunteer. Mic. Yeah, open mic. so people could come in and jam so um, there's a lot of talented people actually Um, and this is all in uh, Puerto Viejo Uh, and yeah so this is this is like a beach town it's like um, I've noticed that they really they're big fans of of their locals yeah I don't know about like Costa Rica personally but like um, when I would go across the border in Nogales Mm -hmm. and just I'll see there's a local band playing and everybody filled the bar and they just yeah. music they're very you know um, 
supportive of their, their local artists. Yeah. Oh, man, that's nice. Yeah, that, I think that could be another difference, too, um, is that there is a lot of support and there is a lot of that passion for the local guys, you know? Yeah. Um, cause, More of a community's, like, support. Yeah, because in a big city like Phoenix here, it, even if you're not implying, you know, that this you like let's say your friend has a has a band right yeah even even though you don't mean to to have that energy sometimes you just have that thought where you're like oh you're just another one of Joe Schmo's trying to make it into yeah. LA you're trying to make it big you're like there's all these expectations and yeah. you, and you feel like kind of i don't know when you take a step back you kind of feel like an asshole for not allowing them to um to be themselves to to have their own presence and you're kind of like subduing that un- yeah, until I mean, they defeat your expectations yeah. and you know that's yeah, that's kind of right. rare for people to do because our expectations are so, so high in big yeah. city and all that that's pretty um like very asshole of us to do yeah I don't, we, I don't know like we're not we don't personally do that but I'm well totally I, I, see I think we do like I do I don't I don't even know it but whenever I'm like watching a friend's show even if it's my friend I, I won't like open up and maybe that's just me personally but I won't exactly have that enthusiasm 100% enthusiasm yeah. I'll be there in support but I won't be like you know like dancing or all that I'll, I'll just win dance. yeah you know, yeah it. yeah I can't yeah. get there you know and I think it takes a lot to get me there and to yeah. get me like inspired or to be like you know out of my shell but I think that's another that could be me personally too no, it's not you. I mean, I, I see it. Yeah, I mean, we do, you're right, we do have high expectations and want to just automatically see greatness. Like, we don't care. Like, oh, dude, like, you're kind of kind of shitty. You're seeing me not key. You don't know the transitions right here. Like, mm-hmm. you're good. You're okay, but you're not great. Yeah, there's and too much thought. Right now. Yeah, it's there's like, too much thought. It's just like, fuck, man, like, I'm working on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, have some positive constructive criticism. Yeah, man. that's how the greats got yeah. there it's because they started from somewhere then again I mean that also helps having tough skin because you know people are highly judgmental and sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta it's probably better to hear that from your friends than like strangers yeah I don't know what would be better or worse but I don't know I think both can be helpful too if you yeah. if you have an open mind and you're willing to accept the, the yeah. <laughs> criticism yeah but it always helps when uh, you gotta suffer the criticism not by yourself Mm-hmm. that does help yeah yeah tough love tough love it's good tough it helps love. it's needed to just you know sharpen the edges and get, get perfect yeah and it helps you learn um how you want to respond you know whether whether or not you're tough enough to keep going yeah. um, so it is good to be measured in some regards it's weird man yeah just like they say don't judge a book by its cover but we automatically have that first judgment yeah it's just automatic yeah, for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I believe even the Buddhist <coughs> monks over in the Himalayas had an automatic judgment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're very, you know, enlightened meditative presence and they see past all the mm-hmm. characteristics of a, a, a faltered human, of a, just being bombarded by this media and, and, yeah. and, and uh, just the American advertisement. Yeah, I think something that would separate them is they have controlled their yeah. second thought. Because yeah. your first thought, you can't control. Yeah. Whether you have a connection with someone, you know, whether it's an attractive female and you, you have that instinctive, animalistic, like, they are attractive. I yeah. think that they're, you know, like, there's all of these things that you initially get, you know, from from being in the world and you you have yourself, you own that, yeah. and you can't get away from it. But th- what you can you know, kind of change or alter or just think about is the second thought. Like, okay, I realized this first thought and that's inevitable, yeah. but you know, how am I going to respond to yeah, it? How am I going get, to think about yeah, it? You know, how am I gonna getting deeper into that? Yeah, how am I gonna yeah. continue my relationship with this person if I want one? If, you know, like how how's that gonna go? Yeah. Like kind of shaping that or allowing or knowing that you want to not purposefully think about that, just allowing for the open air, allowing them and you to kind of create whatever's going to happen. And just let it unfold. Yeah. yeah. So, but that takes a, a thought too. It takes a conscious like decision to allow yourself to be open minded. Yeah. So that takes work too. Yeah, it is. You know yeah. what that is too, man. I think that's just the uh, you know the self reflection. You know, just another form of self reflection. I saw this meme. It was it actually like 
sparked a little interest in my brain, but it's, it says, oh man, what did it say? It said, it's so easy to judge, and that's why people do it, and, but uh, it's harder to think about things. So it's like, oh, you know, you see in the media, oh, this guy fucking, he's an idiot because he did what he did. And the first time I made a judgment, but we don't think deep of why he did it, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and, and stop and listen to his words. I guess, uh, it's just like another form of self-reflection. Yeah. I see it as that, you know. Yeah, it's easy It's easy to take what everybody else is saying and yeah. just reciprocate that same thing. But it, to me, that I don't like that. I think that's dangerous because <clears throat> you're kind of like, I don't know, you're just like regurgitating other people's vomit. It's just like a splashing vomit contest <laughs> with ideas. And, yeah. And you're just, because you haven't considered it, you know, into, into actual thought you haven't kind of you haven't like stomached it enough <laughs> if I want to talk yeah. about bowels more <laughs> you're doing um, pretty good right now <laughs> no it, if you haven't digested <laughs> no I'll, right, you can say enough, that that's you okay if you haven't, you haven't digested other people's vomit yeah if you haven't to taste and see what it does <laughs> to your body no you I don't know I think I would compare it to um, let's say sports right cause I, I try and memorize sports and players and NFL stuff and I just can't and stats and I, I love sports I just I love playing it I just can't you know so, can't yeah, remember man. everything yeah. so, so it's have changing to, all the time too yeah like I can't keep up with that I research other things with my time like photography and all that so yeah. I, I, I don't really keep up with it even I, though I love it oh to yeah, death same, same um, but yeah it's like I'll I'll, uh, I'll be you know, with friends and all that, and they're, like, talking about, oh, yeah, blah, 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 I got I got this player, I got this sleeper, like, okay, man, cool. So they're talking about all these things, um, and I'm trying to keep up, and I, I find myself reciprocating what I've heard or what I've read online yeah. with sports, and I, I, like, catch myself doing it, and I'm just kind of putting somebody else's idea into me, and I'm just throwing it right yeah. back out, and it, uh, making me sound smart, yeah. and I'm not owning that, yeah. you know? And I think a lot of people do that with, uh, with everything, everything like politics, yeah. like religion. Re- yeah, everything, yeah, man. Everything. I so, think it's because it's so innate to, for us to want to, because we're social creatures. It's so innate for us to want to share mm-hmm. and be involved and share things. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, experiences too. But and I guess we do that by sharing ideas and sharing experiences. But you're totally right. I remember hearing these sports fanatics just going back and forth, and they just you know their own little inside humor, like, oh yeah, I was talking to this guy, and this is just fucking. Uh, Reiterating uh, ESPN highlights. Yeah, I'm like fuck, dude. I'm not. <laughs> I just want to be involved, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's good if people can, at least have the, the, the passion or the energy to want to say something. Yeah, and that's good in itself. Yeah. Um, but now it's getting to a point where it's like, all right, now let's kind of self reflect on what you really like. What are you really? What mm-hmm. your real thoughts are at? Yeah, and that always happens at the time yeah. with the the unfolding of people. I think, uh, I think uh, I think also traveling helps, you know? Yeah. In a different, you know, place, different people, different customs and yeah. social norms that you got to, like, self-reflect and think about, like, uh, should I say this? Should I not say this? Why yeah. would I say this? Yeah, and being just, surrounded yeah. by different environments. Um, like, it, let's say you go to some place where there's a ton of poverty and you're not used to seeing that. It's going to make you think about people differently. It's going to make you think about, you know, like, let's say you see a child and they're playing with, like, uh, with, like, a stick and they're happy as can be and you wonder why, you know, like, if you have kids, for instance, why your kids aren't happy because they have iPods, they have all these things. Yeah. And you think that they should be happy, right? Yeah. But they're just not, like, so... You're not getting fulfilled internally. Yeah, yeah, so you just, I think... There's a, if you can keep an open mind at least there's a lot you can learn about like the differences um, in people because I think that's the most important thing when I'm when I'm going out and about and I'm like why why is this different from um, from what I am used to or even if it's in your city like in Phoenix there's tons of diversity you know mm-hmm. so why why is Scottsdale different from South Phoenix, Phoenix South Phoenix or or from Ahwatukee to Chandler like why are all these even up north like why, why is Flagstaff different from this place or Sedona like yeah. just knowing the differences can help you in your opinions and strengthen and further strengthen like you know what you 
believe in or what you don't or oh, yeah. you know what you want to question yeah. but knowing trying to see differences i think can help you know and shape and shape your thought and oh, how, yeah, how you reflect on things it seems really definitely uh, helps you broaden your perspective on life you know mm-hmm. the, i remember for the longest you know i just grew up here in phoenix so i mean actually when i was in high school from my i was i grew up in south phoenix um, went to Cesar Chavez mm-hmm. uh, first two years and then sophomore year I mean me and my mom and my, my family we moved all around just jumping from apartment to apartment in the bus so in South Phoenix you know little it's like little hoodlums they want to meet goddamn hoodlums and, and uh, incorporate the, the game to swag and you know just kind of mimicking what they see on TV and music videos um I never really got involved with drugs in South Phoenix because it looked and it made it look bad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just little hoodlums, just you know, not doing anything with life but getting high. And this is back in the days when I thought weed was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as soon as I went over the mountain and went to Awatuki, yeah, there's all these little rich white kids smoking weed mm-hmm. and like still passing me with their you know their grades. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's not that bad a thing to try. And then I yeah. started smoking weed and it's just like that change of perspective of how a plant will be a plant but whether how they personify how they're going to use it totally changes yeah. my perception about it or who yeah like, like yeah. yeah and so and then all down here from there what's just <laughs> changing perspectives and changing environments so, yeah yeah well changing, you changing should perspective yeah <laughs> what so where uh, where were you born I'm gonna I wanna cause that was like a little piece to the showalter puzzle what, give me like what no way give me like the backstories. this is my podcast this is not <laughs> you that was just a little that was just a little oh man cause I had to brief. share I had to share uh, my upbringing <laughs> well no uh, okay I guess I could give you some just, just you know like a nutshell or something um for the longest time well, no, yeah, so I'm just born and raised here. I'm a Phoenician. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing my mother, um, for the most part, with uh, my sister. And we went to an elementary school called uh, Maryland. And it's over on, where is it? Somewhere in northern Phoenix. I forget exactly where, but I uh, grew up there for the most part. And then kind of just bounced around from there to South Phoenix. I lived on. 7th Avenue Baseline. I lived at these apartments called Shadow Mountain, where I met uh, a lot of. Oh, actually, I met a lot of at Closey Campbell Elementary School. Um, and that's where I met my good friend Randy and some other guys uh, that I eventually met up with in Mountain Point. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just South Phoenix here. Grew up. Graduating high school, did not really. Uh, take school seriously and um, I would say that I attempted to save for college but man really I was just partying and just mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch of recreational substances and just yeah. being a just a dumb you know not even a meathead because I didn't <laughs> I wasn't yeah. lifting but I was trying to live but it's just a, you know the preconceived notions I think what we really, really got to fix on uh, young men young boys like uh, it's so quick to be belligerent in masculinity like oh no I could do the most drugs and not die oh I could drink <laughs> the most beer and not throw up and just you know this testosterone battle and I think it really fucks a lot of guys up and I was definitely in that department so I was talking to some recruiters I almost joined the National Guard yeah yeah because that's like the least I was such a stoner I was like yeah, nah, I'm gonna be some government take it easy man take it easy man. <laughs> do National Guard <laughs> But the guy, the National Guard guy, recruiter was just fed up with me because I was still like iffy about things. Mm-hmm. And then the Marine recruiter had a silver tongue. He talked me right into just signing four years of my life into the Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah, that's commitment, right? Yeah, there. and that's where I got most of my, my the best thing I got out of that was discipline. And oh man, I was so lucky. I got to travel everywhere. Yeah, and that's that where is I got cool. All my travel. At. Yeah, that is very cool. That's, that's basically my main mental construct of life right now. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, I almost had like a backwards, like, um, than that kind of, uh, 
in time. Like, I, I, I don't know how to explain that, but I was very disciplined and everything was constructed in high yeah. school. I was very set and keen on what I wanted and where I was going. Um, I was in wrestling, so obviously, you know, that's very disciplined yeah. and, and, yeah. and all that. So I had everything worked out. I was going to go um, to college and get a... Um, was going to get a full ride, you know, this and this and that, and I was going to study, and after that, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to go. Um, I think when I was a senior, it took more hold on me that I wanted to do arts, um, because a couple of my friends had graduated, and they were pursuing that, and I always wanted to kind of follow that, um, so it was kind of half on the fence about that, but, um, but yeah, uh, when I finished uh state here for wrestling um i had no interest in pursuing that further yeah so um i had a couple full rides or you know like um somewhat rides uh some other colleges but i i couldn't do it um so that kind of dropped and um i it was crazy i had a website for myself um i had recruiters going after me uh, and all that even yeah the marines contact me too um, but yeah, so I, I, uh, I kind of dropped everything and I was like, it's basically like if I was dropped out of a plane into the ocean and I'm just looking around and I'm like, so okay, now, now what? Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to ACU and then trying to figure things out there, but it was always very ambiguous where I was going. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Same here, man. So yeah. So, it's yeah. still kind of ambiguous to me. Like, I have a general direction now, mm-hmm. but still very, like... Yeah, same. Not narrow enough, but still very Yeah, I think, I think I've been going back on that, and I'm kind of reapproaching um, the the peak of my goals and my creativity and, and all of my energies kind of, like, shift, making a shift back into itself, which is good. Um, but, yeah, for a while, I was just kind of floating around out there, yeah. and doesn't... I don't know. It doesn't feel good. You feel a... Uh, you can feel very lost sometimes, um, especially if you lose your bearings um, with with people or your family. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It's really definitely. easy to to make disconnections and to kind of find yourself in a weird spot. Um, no, but yeah, it's it's I been totally understand. Yeah, and uh, it's to feel the top, you gotta really know what it feels like to feel the bottom. But I mean, not even with that said, but. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like, <laughs> it's tough to find your passion, to know what you really want to work for, to just put your heart into it. Mm-hmm. And I think we're still on that journey. Yeah. But I think with our, with our experience, we have enough experience to know what we like, what we dislike, to have a better direction now. Yeah. And I think, I think now more than anything, after having had, you know, jobs where I feel like I'm wasting my life, I'm literally, like, I see I the clock that. ticking yeah. and I'm just like... This is not what I want to be doing. You know, I want to live every second of my life doing what I want to be doing and living for other people and accomplishing goals and yeah. staying healthy and all these things. And, and yeah, so I think now, um, more than any other time, probably in my life, I'm, I'm very, like, kind of set on yeah. what I want to be doing. Um, and that's exciting. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, getting it's, closer to it, you know touching it and <laughs> working harder and I know some days it's like where the fuck is it at yeah where am I doing where are my so, results for all this hard work yeah. all this hard work yeah oh man yeah and I gotta say though uh, Tony Robbins you know like, you, you, you know you know about you know whatever Anthony Robbins great the, the, speaker yeah the thing that came to my mind was like um, he, he does a good job of like reestablishing your goal and reminding yourself alright what's your passion what are you working up for yeah and he, get, he does pretty good to recalibrate you and getting back to being motivated yeah put his hand on your head and shake you <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a goddamn beast yeah <laughs> but yeah man so that's uh, this is a pretty good pretty good podcast we have here this is this is uh, practicing our perspective yeah at its finest yeah, it's weird. We talked about doing this for, like, a couple of days and all that. And we always have good conversations on our own. Yeah. But, but now it's like, we're, I don't know, it's weird. It's like we're talking to ourselves. But, but we're also kind of 
letting people know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Man, that's what I love about podcasting. That's what I figured out. Like, I, I learned a lot by just hearing these two people talk about the, like, similar interests, mm-hmm. similar subject that I like, have a passion for or just very interested in. And uh, it's just another way of learning. And it's just like, you can reference yourself. Like, oh, dude, I experienced that. Like, oh, dude, they're going through the same shit as I am. Like, you hear these people and you see these people on the medias of, oh man, they have money, they're doing good, and but it's like when you actually hear them and their stories, it's like, oh shit, a person just like me going through yeah. the same exact shit. Yeah, well, that's that's why I want to, I mean, that's why I want to do art in the first place. That's why I want to, to you know, do music videos and show, you know, these artists or to do photography and, and show like, you know, New York or all these people on the streets. That's why I want to like show different perspectives perspectives is just to show people that you know you are like me uh you're also different from me but like I don't know there's so much to learn from each other yeah and yeah. so I just kind of want to find find those messages and share them with everyone yeah so I guess this can be another form of that oh yeah obviously oh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely another not form used to it <laughs> but yeah I like it it's I got onto cool. it because man uh, I had such good conversations just I mean Uber and Lyft driving and just talking to strangers and when you talk to them it's weird how you could ask a question and they just open up and it's just like they have some sort of innate feeling of like they need to share they need events yeah. whether if you're a stranger or I think it helps when you are a stranger it does sometimes yeah, yeah. it's like oh, I'm not going to see this fucker again like, yeah go on about my life I can tell them all my dirty dark secrets well there's not there's not the fear of judgment yeah. from someone you know yeah. from someone you know there's a lot of judgment because yeah. you already have years and years of built up relationships so you're yeah. gonna have that hard earned uh, <laughs> judgment from yeah. your friends I used um, to think I was very non-judgmental and I'm not to strangers yeah, actually you're totally right I'm yeah. just reflecting right now and like I have a whole bunch of judgment on my friends and families I hold you to a higher standard how yeah. did you do this yeah. Than yeah. But well, you know, that's, that's just the old father instinct in me. Yeah, you care, and that just shows that you care. Yeah. Because yeah. when you don't, you turn a blind eye, even to people that you love. Like that, you don't care. Yeah. You don't. You're not willing to tell them how you feel. Like let's say you know, like someone you know is like doing crazy drugs, or they're just like sitting at home all day and they're not going outside. Like it's, you have to like say that if you care about them, because yeah. that's gonna hurt you. Yeah. You know, it hurts you to see other people in hurting pain, themselves yeah. or in pain and if you don't help them it's like you're almost not helping yourself because you care about them so much they're a part of you I think that's uh, a characteristic in like the, the masculine um, essence of I think it can of, be both yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess so. yeah it's, you're right it can be both let's think about this though right let's practice our perspectives right okay, yeah. so how is it like it different how would that be different what do you mean? How would it be different? Like the masculine. Yeah, for the love. same. Yeah, like that same paternal feeling that you're talking about, but from male to female. Well, I mean, from like experience. What I noticed, like how 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 would you explain yours, and how would you consider like females? Um. Yeah, just by what I've noticed of what uh, different loves you get from your mother and father. Mm-hmm. The mother, unconditional love, supports you in every decision. Of course, there's mothers out there that fill both roles, mm-hmm. so they do provide that tough love and unconditional accepting love. But um, there's something about a paternal figure of uh, providing that rough love of like keeping you to a higher standard and um, not as soft and accepting as the mother, but like a force to push you to uh, make you fall down, but also pick you back up. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a different um, appearance and energy with it when it comes from a, you know, a strong male figure other than mother. Mm-hmm. And, but of course, society's changing to where it's like people are giving both whether <laughs> they're male, female, or both. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I could uh, compare to that too. Like there's a, there's this like certain scolding that yeah. I, I get from um, my parents that's different completely different from one another like um, with my mom for instance um, let's say I, I had done something bad and I had to tell her about it 
I'd feel just guilty, um, just sad, you know. Yeah. I know she would be very disappointed, and there's that. Yeah. And my dad would be disappointed too, but if I brought the same news to my dad, there would be that heavy, heavy scolding that I just fear. <laughs> you know, I yeah. do not want to let my dad down and, and all that. Um, but then, yeah, I, I think... Um, after that, the differences would be, you know, like if I gave them bad news or something, you know, my dad would be very um, logical, be like, okay, this happened, here's how we're going to get past it, here's what you can do next time, kind of like, kind of show me the ropes of where I need to go in the future and how I, yeah. could, different, yeah. how I could differentiate those choices and make a better choice. Um, with my mom, too, there, there would be some of that, but it's mostly the, the uh, nurturing to get me back um, on my feet, there would be there would be that nurturing feeling, like oh, it's you can you can do it. You, you know, I'm gonna encourage you. So there's that kind of like nurturing feeling that kind of brings back up a little yeah, bit. Yes, and like, and like, you know things okay. Yeah, and also enabling me to make better choices in the future too. Yeah. But more me discovering that for myself, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it is different, and it's so hard to pick it apart. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I was just trying to dig that a little deeper. Um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a crazy scene, but yeah, you're right. It's, they're totally different, but they're both very distinct and very necessary. And mm-hmm. People express it in different ways. Yeah, it is. It is very crazy. <sighs> very well. Well, we yeah. shall uh, get deeper into this and continue on because I think uh, I think this episode actually helps out with people listening to practice their perspective and self-reflect on positive, negative, masculine, and feminine features that condition their behavior and love. And just, you know, let them know that we're all on a journey trying to find passion. (laughs) Trying to find it. (laughs) Don't give up. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing um, because I think the one thing that I feel like sadness for in other people um, whether they feel that for themselves or not is just knowing that they didn't pursue what they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like if I yeah. see someone um, like you know that's out in the world and they're in shitty circumstances or what I consider for them to be shitty circumstances, but they might not even be mad about it, you know. Yeah. So I have to remember too that maybe they don't care, you know, that they didn't go travel or they didn't go write a book or they didn't. You know, they didn't become a trumpet player when they really wanted yeah. to be a trumpet player. Like, maybe they just don't care. Like, and I have to remember that that can be okay, too. That's my problem, too. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts like, me because I so want different. Yeah. to follow my dreams. Yeah. But, you know, like, not everybody wants that. Yeah. And Some people are comfortable. And, and, and yeah. I see it as, I'm sure you see it the same way. Like, they're comfortable, so they're settling. They don't want to pursue anymore. Yeah. Just because they're happy where they're at. Yeah. And, like, maybe because, like, for different people, like, we're never happy. <laughs> we want to. We crave something that yeah. you know, gives us excitement and moving and going and yeah. pushes out of our comfort zone. It's like, did you want to live? <laughs> so Get we, out of your house. So we have like, <laughs> we have this like, it's like we're basically living a lie. Yeah. We're pursuing <laughs> happiness, but yeah. we're never gonna be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but predicament. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I it's will never. Yeah, I'll never. I'll never stop that pursuit, whatever it is. It'll change. It'll become different, but I'm always going to be pursuing something for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, this is a very good episode, but um, you have uh, your social medias and let them know where they can contact you. Um, I'm all over the place right now. I've, I've been fighting a mental social media battle. Um, I have so many thoughts about it, but it's it's just that'd weird. Be another, that'd be it's another just episode. weird. No, but um, yeah, we can definitely talk about that in, de- in detail. <laughs> um, but let's see. I don't even know. I think I'm on Instagram as. Oh, fuck! I don't even know. I love you. Know that? Okay. I don't even know. Right yeah, check it out. I I would I would say Instagram, but I have a I have a Flickr that I've been kind of getting, trying to do better. I need to. Basically, I need to catch up my portfolio. I need to, you know, make a video. Um, the Alley Cat 44. Yeah. Dude, you have good pictures in here, man. Your cinematography. <laughs> cinematography pictures. Yeah, I, I uh, 
I need to catalog my photos better. I need to find better platforms. But it's so crazy when you have so many things that are so similar. Like, I, I can't just, like, have one, you know, nowadays. You need to be on Flickr. You need to be on all these things. Yeah. Like, I know, and I had to make podcasts. And- it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. I just want... Um, one? Well, I, I want, you know, I want to be, like... To people to come into like a museum and to be like, oh yeah, the, that piece, you know. <laughs> no, I want I want to have a, uh, a in life display of my pictures and stuff, but I can't have that right now. That's well, um, something to work one, towards. Yeah, it's something to work towards. And but some goals to yeah, I'm still working on the social medias, you know, plural. But right, um, well, they could reach you at the Alley Cat Forty Four. Yeah, all lowercase. On Instagram, I probably uh, care about that more than anything else right now. Uh, so Twitter? that, no, I don't have one of those. Um, I'm st- yeah, I'm still working um, on uh, relations with other people too, like uh, like our flush film stuff. Or I'm starting another uh, company soon, Soul Media. So we're gonna start that up. Me and um, my brother-in-law. Um, so we're working on that. Um, a lot of side projects. So I think. Yeah. I think right now that would be good. You know, checking out the Instagram, some photos. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is just for them to check you out. You know, yeah. see your your characteristics. See yeah. Your, your perspective. Exactly. You I think there is perspective on there. There's oh, a lot yeah, of a yeah. lot, and sometimes just writing, um, but it's mostly just to to kind of immerse yourself in in my perspective uh, through images. So, I think that I think that is a solid place to start. <laughs> well, very well. Appreciate you, appreciate you coming to this practice perspective collaboration, and yeah. we'll be looking forward to your projects coming up. Yours too, man. I'm listening to listen to all these. So oh yeah, definitely. It's always weird to hear yourself. It is. It is. Hello. <laughs> uh, Catch it on iTunes. Like it. Judge it. Criticize it. Let us know. And don't stop. Don't stop what. Bon voyage. Don't stop one boy watching. <laughs> <laughs>